they'll, they'll state their issue, but they'll frame it in a way that isn't like abrasive. They'll try to make it. You better be quiet. You don't get here. Right, 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 right. Because actually, actually, it's actually a story. Um, um, at my old job, this this um very high ranking um, we'll just call him manager. He was talking. He was talking the whole spiel about you know. I don't see color, you know. I love all people. And then this black lady just intervened. She was like, you have two daughters, right? He was like, yeah. Would you let your um, daughters bring black man home? And then he just like stopped in his tracks. And she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So I feel like as a nation, we can't progress until we like ask those type of questions or have those type of conversations. Like we shouldn't have to, you know, like try to contain it and try to say it in a friendly way because I mean well I mean to me that brings up another point like I hate when people say I don't see color the problem isn't you seeing color <laughs> the problem is you seeing my color and acting against my color that's the issue right. the issue isn't you seeing my color at all that's never been the problem the problem is you treating me away because of my color that's why I hate when people say white millennials are the most tolerant generation they definitely they're, they're, they're not they're actually probably worse off than any other Generation because the other generations were aware of racism. Because because who called the cops on the little girl selling water? Some um, some white girl who sold um, she was selling like marijuana. Yeah, and CBD oil yeah. and yeah, weed products, which is another stuff. topic altogether. Well, how yeah. they're profiting off this and right. Yeah, black people have been sitting in jail for it for, forever. But yeah, like millennials aren't the most tolerant generation. Millennials are the most entitled generation because they actually think our culture belongs to them. But that's a whole other topic. But yeah, um, yeah, um, so just to get with current politics, um, Kavanaugh's about to be confirmed. Yeah. We have a rapist in the White House, and we will have a rapist on the highest court in the land until he dies or feels like he doesn't want to do this shit anymore. Do you really believe that Trump is a rapist and that Kavanaugh did what he did? Of course, of course. Trump, no, has, Trump has 14 allegations of sexual assault, some of, some of whom are, are against teenagers. Right. Teenage girls, like so, I firmly believe, and Donald Trump's been on tape saying what he does to them, the 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 grab the grabbing by the pussy shit, uh, and Kavanaugh. Yeah, I think he, the way he reacted, the way he reacted, he that, that was pressing a nerve. His demeanor was so just right. like the comment of someone on the highest court in the land. He was such a childish freak. And yeah. and and Dr. Lassie Ford, she she did her due diligence. She took the lie detector test. She she was like I offer myself for an interview if you if the FBI wants to interview me, but of course they don't want to go through those channels because I mean well they know I mean as, as someone pointed out this isn't about Kavanaugh being the judge that they want this is about them fighting back against this idea that their privilege can be checked right because I'm glad you brought that up because at this point it's not even about Kavanaugh I feel like right under, under any other administration. They would have, like pulled Kavanaugh back and submitted another judge, but now it's almost like let's assert our power and show right. that this will never happen again. Right? Like how how dare you try to check us? Exactly. And it's like uh, like I saw someone you know the all the all the main mainstream media article uh, uh, newspapers talking about man it's a strange t it's a scary time for men to be like falsely accused suburban mothers everywhere have to be petrified and they're like you mean like Trayvon Martin's mom and Mike Brown's mom and started naming off all the list of all the young black men who've been killed by police who were presumed guilty 
and then executed without giving due process, without being yeah. given due process. And so it's like, yeah, white people are just now figuring out what it's like to be us on a regular basis. And they're fighting back against that assertion, which is why they're fighting so hard. Because they realize that they know what they've been doing to us and they realize it can happen to them. So that's why the push for Kavanaugh is so, so hard right now. Because they're fighting back against this idea that their privilege can be changed. Is that a part of making America great again where white men can just do what they want? I, I Basically, like in the 60s where they can do what they want without the fear of repercussion. Yeah, because that that whole slogan, it's, um, it, it derives from the Reagan era because he had, because um, if you listen to one of his speeches, he actually says something to the effect of we're going to make America great. So so that that slogan itself, it, it's kind of, it's it's covert and overt at the same time because at the same time, like it, it's like, like you could hide behind and say, "Oh, we're making America great," you right. know. But at the same time, like it's a dog whistle. Like if you hear "Make America Great Again," it takes you back to, and you see the people saying it. It takes you back to those days, and you recognize what they're saying. And it's not like white men still can't do whatever the hell they want. It's just that they can't do it out in the open. The yeah, yeah, we're yeah we're in a society where um, people. I mean, yeah, they can, but. That's being proven. But it, and it's it's not even about the like the Kavanaugh's or the politicians of the nation. It's it's, the, it's your coworker who who you know can't you know be chauvinistic in the office anymore, or who right. can't treat the black coworker the way he wants to. He's right. the one who's getting on the message boards and typing the messages and saying like, I really wish America <laughs> was the place it was when I grew up. That's right. like, that's what make America great again means. It right. It takes you back to when. You know, black people had to get their food at the back door, and you could, you know, and you couldn't sit at the counter. That's what they mean when they say "make America great again." So, yeah, that's basically what they want. And um, I saw a good point made earlier by someone on Twitter who said, uh, "If nothing changes in two months, Trump's gonna have two more of these two." But so we but, could be looking but, at a seven thought, to two. But I thought Trump went in the presidency didn't mean anything. Or I, I, I'm just still laughing at everyone who says that Trump didn't want to win. Because if he didn't want to win, he wouldn't be in the office doing everything that he's doing. Like, I hate when people say, Trump, I don't think Trump wanted to win the president. Why would you think that? He, he had every opportunity to drop out long before he got to the... Right. If anything, Trump wants to be the last president. Exactly. Yeah. Ever to. Exactly. I firmly He wants to be able to... And I tell people all the time, we better ask ourselves, why is it that he's kissing up to... The dictators. Dictators. Where he's communist and all of this, the people that's, uh, like we were saying, you know, the Putins and the Kim Jong-uns Jong and all. Yeah. Could it be that they're actually talking about some where he's trying to strategize and put something together where they will become an ally of his to overtake our government? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if un unless unless the Democrats take back the Senate, the, the whole Congress in a major way, he's not going to get impeached. And no. by the time 2020 rolls around, we could be having a sham of an election like they do in Russia. Yeah, is that even possible for our government to be overtaken? Yeah, because our government has no teeth. I mean, because because think about it. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but our government was kind of founded that way. Like people think the Articles and the Constitutional Convention happened. We it. overtook a system, right? That the people, British had. Like they were writing the Constitution by by candlelight, and they were like, okay, this government doesn't work, so. 
here's a government that does work. We we got together the best delegates. We we put together two plans of how the country should work, and they put that into the constitution, and that became the, the country we know. Like a like a lot of people think those two situations happen like separately, but they happen during the same time concurrently. And if people knew that, it would kind of make make you question like, wait. Was there like a self overthrow of a government? Yeah, had? yeah, there was. There a was. government that had hundreds of years of power. Well, no, we're talking about well, from when the Declaration happened to when the Constitution. Right. So oh, you yeah. got you got between the 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 end of the the Revolutionary War and when George Washington was um, inaugurated in what seventeen eighty nine. Yeah. So you're talking. I guess I'm talking about the colonies. Right, right, right. Oh, well, yeah. Right. Well, we're talking about, about they we, overtook themselves from a. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, an established monarchy, they overtook that government and just said, hey man, we're through with you. Yeah. Right, and then what we had the Articles of Confederation, which basically yeah. had each state as like its own country governing yeah. its own way, and we basically overthrew that. With and the then you had like a, a president, but not quite a president, but each, but, but he didn't have more power than well, yeah. He didn't have as much power in the states, so they overruled him. And so, yeah, the the thing with that is, um, I think what you're what we're seeing is like the slow decay of like I'm using this loosely democracy. Like it starts on the local level, then it's going to go on the state level, then it goes all the way up the chain, and then um, that's why I get so discouraged when I hear people say like why does it matter if I vote it does matter if it didn't matter They wouldn't try so hard to take their vote away So or they wouldn't gerrymander right the hell out of situations to make sure right. that black populations can't get two representatives in Congress or Heavily Latino populations can't get more than one representative at any given time and that's what they're doing like <clears throat> What we're witnessing now is that our government has been ran on basically trust and there's very little. He and I argued about this from Trump. Just like our fiat, but right. He 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 and I argued. We we argued about this when Trump got elected. I said. I said, the executive the executive branch of government needs to be split. There should be more than one person because you can't ever have someone with that much power. Because where our constitute where the the framers of the Constitution messed up is, they wrote. Everything about the Congress, everything about the judiciary branch, but nothing about the executive branch. And so the only whose constructionists have slowly added power. And the only thing about the executive branch was the the main person who could have been like America's first king was like I don't think the executive branch should have that much power, and that's pretty much all that so, the right. executive branch says. I'm sitting here listening to you guys, and I'm having the thought of well. Where does black, where do we fit in this whole grand scheme of things? Because it sounds like it's something going on that has nothing really to do with us. I mean, when you think about I mean, it, I, go, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was about to say, um, I'm about to go real militant. <laughs> Like, 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 basically, listen to you guys. basically I mean, listen, the listen to what we just got uh, saying. It has nothing to do with us. Basically, it like, does, but it doesn't. It's like we're on the sideline spectating. Yeah, but this is this is a reaction say the, to what we could. I'm about to say the the analogy I'm going to use. Like, let's say you're you're in that in that um the manhole right there, and you're on the ground. You don't know what if, if it's raining or not. And there's I feel like there's black people in America. Like we've been disenfranchised for so long that. A lot of these problems don't hit the inner city, don't hit urban areas, so it, it really doesn't affect us. But now we're in a place where there's like about to be widespread change once again. Like the, like I said, the total decay of democracy. So it's about to really affect people more than they know. So, and um, 
get a passport while you stay. Right, and that's and that's what that's what that's why I'm so glad that people turn and I hope they do it again in this um in November. But that's why I'm so glad that people got out to vote for um for Doug Jones. Um people went and uh, felons, you know, who who usually say like, Oh man, this this doesn't affect me or people like um like he really touched like the the project communities they got out and vote so I'm, I'm glad that people are starting to realize like okay these issues do affect us but, but like i said i think day to day you know you have so much other stuff to worry about that you don't really consider like okay like why why should i care about who's on the supreme court well you would care when you know when voting rights get gutted and right. now the militant guy <laughs> i mean ideally this would be a moment where black people are like, hey, we, re we need to really be consolidating in our own communities right now. We need to really be strong in our local communities, voting and electing people, electing district attorneys and mayors and, and people who can enact things at the local level that soften the blow of what they're doing at the federal level. That's actually quite tame. I thought when you said military guy. Oh, no, no, no. Because no, no, I actually no, agree, well, I, well, I, I agree with everything. Well, well, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm it's a subtle buildup because what happens is if you live all right so i lived in a fairly i lived in north carolina when trump got elected it was a fairly wasn't a rich area where a lot of black and latino people where i lived at, but there were a few uh, Republican, lower income Republicans. I'll, I'll use that term. When Trump got elected, I saw three pickup trucks roll through my neighborhood with Confederate flags waiting. And you know what I thought? Boy, if I lived in the hood, they wouldn't be doing this. I use that as an analogy of when you live with by, largely by your own people, you don't have to worry about things like that. They did that because, not because the black people were there, but because the Latino people were there, because the Mexican people were there. They did that because the Mexican people were there. It was their way of saying, we got y'all. Yeah, it's like they, their back is strained and they're walking with their chest put. Right. It's like just to show you, like, okay, right. so like, like things are about to go back to the old way. So that is the reason, like, people always ask me, why do I live currently in a predominantly black area? And I always say, because I don't got to worry about dealing with no idiots that Trump is emboldened. And also because traffic isn't that bad where you live. But, that too. But, but that too. And, and the best winning spots. But sorry, we're getting, we getting off on the But yeah. that's one of the main reasons I choose to live around black people is because when you when you deal with an administration like this, not only do the police become more emboldened, not only do your neighbors become more emboldened, but they start putting rules in place that make it harder for you. They're less covert about the things that they do. So ideally, this would be a moment where black people would take a look in the mirror and be like, okay, maybe I don't need to live out in that predominantly white area because, right, because my neighbors now who might have been a little more tolerant of my presence, not accepting, but tolerant of your presence, when someone like Barack Obama was president, now they're looking like, oh, I don't got to tolerate your ass being here. So that to me is... is and I get it, people want the quote-unquote good schools. We could have a whole discussion about why good schools are a myth and, 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 and all of that. But ideally, this would be a moment where black people would look in the mirror and say, okay, they finna rip each other apart. I don't need to be anywhere near this. We could be using this time while the rest of the country is ripping itself apart 
to build ourselves up and be able to come out on top of things when the dust settles. And I, th I think now, we're I think we're slowly coming to that realization. It, it's, now, who it's is like, ourselves? Black people. Yeah. What what part of? Because you got to remember now there. There's a subculture among us. Our subculture is not like the white subculture. Right. They're, mm -hmm. they're kind of protected by white mainstream media, white mainstream politics. Our subculture, we have to come in and watch out. We understand how to deal with them, but they aren't a part of the system. You can't convince them to be a part of the system because they've learned how to survive in the subculture. What percentage of this group is a part of us when you're talking about us, what do you think? Our subculture makes up what percentage of our whole as, as us being black? I don't know, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a very good question. Because there's a subculture that we're affected by that we can't ever get our numbers to come right because we can't get Pookie them to yeah. come out and do right. Pookie is the dope boy, he the man. Why is he gonna come and participate in this system that's gonna overlook him? And I guess it goes back to kind of what I um, said about um, people getting out to vote for Doug Jones. I, I don't think like you, you could take any demographic and break down like 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 white people. You you could say okay if they make over six six to five thousand dollars a year, they'll probably vote this way or that way. You can't really can't really do that with black people because. Um, That's not I, true what you just said. No, I, I'm not. No, no. Because they're in the white culture, they have more poor whites of voting. No, 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 no. No, they, no, they are. But, but what I'm saying, the, 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 the demographics are broken down, like yeah. the slice more even. It should be. Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying, I'm saying with us. Whiteness. Trust me, they're voting on their whiteness. No, no, they, no, they right, right, No, right. I agree with that. He's, but, he's saying with us, it's not as predictable. Oh, right. Because yeah. Because what I'm saying is, like, you can't say this. Basically, all black people mostly vote blue, like no matter how much you make or how little you make. So yeah. what I'm saying is, it's not it's not broken down into like you know class or like education level. We basically have to. It's, it's, it's almost like an awareness issue. Um, you just have to, yeah. You, know, you just have to make people more aware because, like I said, we've been so disenfranchised alone that these like a lot of the issues don't make it to to that part of the, of and, the I, and i think how you communicate it to the to the dope boy not maybe not the heavy dope boy but maybe how you communicate it to your local weed kingpin is hey these local elections can determine whether or not what you do is legal because the things going on in california and washington and colorado it used to be if you in banking you could not take even after marijuana was made legal in these states, you could not take the funds from selling marijuana and put, put it into bank. Into yeah, they have to transport it to storage units. Exactly, they could not put that money into the banking system at all. That recently changed before Barack Obama went out of office. Now you can. That's an example of local local politics affecting things on the national level. So all we have to do, and you and I have had these conversations before, all we have to do is take it to them and put it in terms that they understand. Hey, listen. You may not have to worry about jail time if you would actually get out and vote. Like you may not have to worry about those things if you if you actually. No, no, you're fine. No, no, you're fine. You are perfectly fine. You're perfectly fine. Go ahead. <laughs> you want to stop? You want to keep? 
Um, but yeah, they might have to worry about those things that actually got outvoted because that's local politics affecting things on a national level. So for me, it, it, it's more about how do we get out there and communicate these things. Like you and I have had these conversations with my current job. I, I encounter, or I wouldn't say I encounter, but I witness a lot of things of poor, disenfranchised urban teens doing things because they don't want to go get a job. Scamming, basically. And to me, that speaks to a mindset of entrepreneurship. So, like, what would happen if we were actually out here instead of just letting, telling these young kids, hey, go get a job, if we were like, hey, all the, all the people, the quote-unquote talented 10th, even though I hate that term. I hate that but term so much. We can, we, but the, but the, the entire episode the, with the, 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 the best and brightest of us, those yeah. of us who have, been, who have made it out, who have made something of ourselves, who have decent jobs, who have skills. If we actually went into these neighborhoods and started teaching kids how to put together a business plan, started teaching them skills, exposed them to different uh, uh Professions. A barber came in. An electrician came in. A plumber came in. Coders came in. People who do things that can directly translate to a skill that you don't necessarily need a college degree for and you don't have to go get into debt for. We started doing things like that. That's a hustle. <laughs> that's a hustle. And what I'm saying is there are a lot of kids in these neighborhoods who know how to hustle. They just don't have anything to hustle. So if we started actually teaching them things, in addition to showing them how to put together a business plan, maybe that curves some of them. Because like one of the things I hate on Twitter is when people get to talking about owning a business. And of course, every black person with a job, everyone isn't meant to own a business. Yeah, we get it. Everyone isn't meant to own a business. But if I take 10 kids and teach all 10 of them how to run a business, and only one of them is successful, what do you think? Do you think the other nine are going to be more or less likely to support someone running their own business? I would probably yeah. say more because they understand what it goes into to run a business. Yeah. So when black people complain about dealing with black businesses, maybe they would understand it if they had had the experience of running their own at some point. Yeah, just but that doesn't mean. Um, and that doesn't mean everyone needs to. That doesn't mean you put the Martin logo on your own. Well, right, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Let's hey, let's pull over. Yeah, so, let's yeah. stop with the with the with the. But no, seriously, if it's, t-shirts, but if it's a black business, I go out my way. To I go out my way to. Uh, I go out of my way to support black-owned business. I try my best to find black people doing things because, to me. Jay-Z said on, on, on 444, financial freedom on you. Well, obviously, the Jay-Zs of the world ain't in the hood pumping their money in like like we would like them to. I ain't gonna say they ain't doing nothing. So Jay-Z and Beyonce put a lot of their money out here. Um, you know, my, somebody from my hometown got the Beyonce scholarship. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, I think Beyonce opened up, like, an apartment complex for, like, single mothers. Yeah. Or something like that. But, like... Not everybody's out here is war done in like buying black people houses. Right. Like yearly. Like he goes out of his way to buy black people houses. So we we can talk that black owned business stuff, but there needs to be more skill behind it. I, I, I use the one in ten example to say if that one person's business is successful because the other nine are supporting it, that one person can hire those other nine. Yeah, and then it just branches out. It's like it's exactly. like a tree. Yeah. It, exactly. It only takes one business being successful 
for people to realize and, and for it to have an influx in the community because guess what? Business taxes go towards schools, good schools. Business and property taxes are what fund schools. So if you're in an area with no businesses and no people owning property, of course your schools are going to suck. You moving to that white neighborhood isn't going to change anything because when you... By virtue of more black people living there, the property value goes down. Therefore, that good school that you're moving there for, out. <laughs> that school is over. <laughs> Thank you. <Yeah. laughs> but they were literally trying to zone out the school where the people who lived in the apartments were. Um, so that's why I say, like, it doesn't make any sense to me when people when people rail against black. There's nothing. The more black businesses you own, the less you have stories of people not getting jobs or being sent home because of their hair. To where someone whose name Daquan is, his name isn't an issue getting him in the door to job interview. The more you have, the, the reason we have these issues, the reason we have the code switch is because we're going to work around white people. That's why this is an issue. Black businesses cure that problem to an extent. We're the only community that doesn't do it. The only one, there is a well-known community in Birmingham. I won't say the name of it, but you know which one I'm referencing, where everyone there is of the same subgroup. <laughs> you can't buy a house there if you are not in that subgroup. Yeah. <laughs> they make damn well sure you are from them or you got enough money to pass as one of them before you can move there or do anything there. They work there. They live there. They grow up there. They raise family there, families there. They rarely ever move from there. I had a homeboy when I lived in North Carolina, he's Korean. Um, I worked with him. And uh, you know, I told him I was moving to Atlanta. He was like, oh yeah, you know, we um the, the, the Koreatown area, yeah, my family knows people there, blah blah. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like this dude has connections in every major city by virtue of the fact that the subgroup he's a part of sticks together. So if he decides he wants to move to LA, his parents can probably reach out to someone in LA or LA's Koreatown and he's good there. He knows people there. He can go to someone if he needs something or if he runs into trouble. We don't really have that. Yeah. Like, like everything is so like dispersed and scattered. Like, well, and not only that, but like we just have this idea that like, for us making it is moving it, moving to the suburbs where no one else is there. Yeah, I mean, you, you get you get sold the American dream, like the like the the best. Oh, and it, 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 I see it more often with like a lot of black men. I hate to say, like the best black man you can be is like a white man. Oh my God! I, I tell people this all the time. In jobs, I've never had a black woman try to stop me from advancing. But I've had several black men try to stop me from advancing because mm -hmm. they want to be the one. They want to be the only one in that position that made it, and they see you as like direct competition. Mm -hmm. Like, we have an issue with, quote, unquote, putting people on. I have zero problem with that. I will put you on in a heartbeat. <laughs> if I got to connect somewhere, I'm going to make sure you got that same connect. Because to me, the more of us there are somewhere, the better I feel. Exactly. Like, I, I realize I'm unique because I won't say where I work. But I work for a very large corporation. Predominantly white. In my department, all black. It's like seven white people. All the supervisors are black. All the team leads are black. Well, except for one dude, but he has yeah, black. Um, he, won't, he won't tell you, but he works at Victor Knives. <laughs> That's what he works at. But like when you walk into the Sorry, office, I had to put that out. Yeah. Yeah. when you walk into the office, there's a majority of black people. So black people get promoted at an advanced rate compared to the department I was in before, where all the supervisors were white. 
nobody in leadership was black. It was hard for you to advance past a certain rate, uh, a certain a certain area. So it, it I'm I, obviously I'm extrapolating this out to a bigger um, area, but it doesn't take much to see that when there's black people in an area, black people tend to do that. And and let me pause to state the obvious here. You know, it sucks that it's, it has to even be said. It's like promoting like blackness isn't isn't bad. Isn't anti anything like, else. I I I've I've had this discussion so many times with people, and it's like because I'm pro black people, like well, you just don't like white people. That has nothing to do with it. I can give two shits less about white people. I'm just pro black. So you gotta examine why you think me being so pro black means I'm anti white. Like even even you can get on a timeline and people get so hyped when these white establishments come to Birmingham. Oh man, we got this now. We got this now. I'm like, y'all don't even realize they trying to run y'all out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they don't they don't want y'all at these establishments. <laughs> they don't trust me. That that that's put here so more white people will move in. They don't want y'all there. Like, y'all get so hype about white establishments coming through, and I'm like, why are y'all so against there being black stuff to do in Birmingham? Or just in general. Like, why are y'all so against there being black-owned restaurants and establishments? And, because those people are going to employ you, and those people will probably pay you more than the white person. Just being real. Probably. Uh, unless they're bad business. And there's bad business, but people people will take a bad expe- a bad experience at a black business and hold that against every single one. And that, to me, is a problem. Like, sure, there are plenty of people out here in business who shouldn't be. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Everybody everybody should not own their own business. Everyone is not an entrepreneur. But why do we discourage people from it? Because when you die, what is your company leaving you? What is your company leaving your kids? A life insurance policy? If you paid for it? Maybe. Little do they know I was stealing supplies. I don't have a supply running the whole time, so my kids don't have like a lifetime supply of staples. But I mean, like people, people can people can say what they want about Dame Dash. Dame Dash is a nutcase. He is a jerk, one thousand percent. But that Dame Dash interview was a hundred percent. Well, not not a hundred percent correct, but it was correct in a lot of ways. If you own your own business, you inherit that to your family. And studies show. The quickest way to increase your wealth in this country is a successful business. Because if you own a business, white people will come in and buy that shit with quickness. <laughs> oh, open your ass up a successful business and see how quick there's a rich white man going, hey, can we buy right, it cause, from cause, you? Cause, 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 no, because think about it. Think about how many times you ask the white person what they do for a living and they said something random like tiles, um, butcher, um, anything. Throw everything out. It's because, like, um, I had a former co-worker. Her husband was rich as hell. And guess what he made for a living? Statues? <laughs> Door handles. It's because they came to this country. They they were able to find a skill while we were still, you know, busting our back with manual labor. And they honed that skill, passed that on generation to generation to generation. And now, along with that, you know, that wealth pass on to generation to And that clientele pass on from generation to generation. Exactly. Because when you go into a lot of these rich neighborhoods, you talk to a lot of these rich people, they do business with the same people. They've had the same family doctor. They've had the same accountant. They've had the same person build their houses. That's stuff passed on. That's wealth passed on. 
we passing on wealth because we're taking out six figures of debt to go to college to earn 60 grand a year if we're lucky and go work for a company that ain't really giving us anything. That's how you start off in poverty and you die in poverty. The, the, the quickest way to make more money is to own your own business. My head got hacked, right? My head but no, I, I, I feel you on that, but where I come in is when people, when people like do the whole like, oh, we all have the same 24 hours thing. Bro. Oh, well, yeah. Like, like that part of it. And un- un- understand something. You gotta, you gotta have the skill. You gotta be able to, you gotta be able to maximize that skill. And you gotta have business. Everybody can't open, but everybody can't sell t-shirts. Everybody can't sell weed. Everybody can't open the Instagram YouTube. Like, so, but you know where there is a lot of money in? And this is something I learned as a musician, right? Because there are almost nowadays, it seems like there are more people doing music than people consuming music. Right. So you know how you want to make money if you want to be in music? Find a way to make, find a way to make money off the musicians. Because people, people that are in music are always going to have to spend money with the artist is the last person to get paid. We are creatives. We are the last people to get paid. You see this laptop up here? That is because I am recording this podcast and I'm going to do the audio. Like, you know we're, why we're I do the this audio. video on a Polaroid right now. Please buy some t-shirts to support us. Like, do you know why we can edit videos and audio? Because we can't afford to pay somebody else to do it. <laughs> do you know why I... And, 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 and learning how to build websites and code and all that because we can't afford to pay somebody to do that shit for us. But that's a prime example of a need being filled. I can do that for this site and this platform and then turn around and go do it for somebody else's Right, it, build, it builds your skill base and once they see the work you put into this, you can turn around and show that. And you, you have a portfolio and you're like, hey, look what I did here. I have I have examples of work to show you, and then right. you turn around right. and use that. And, and and that's what people have to learn is there's plenty of money out here. People need pipes. People need plumbing. People need electric. Those are skills and trade. There there are more trade job openings than damn near any other in Alabama than damn near any other. Uh, what's the word? Damn near any other job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like. Trade jobs, plumbing, electrician, welding. Those Welders, are skills that are going away. Bank, yeah. Like, I remember when I first got a job in banking. I'm thinking I'm shit because I'm wearing a suit and tie. I'm working nine to five. That was a plumber doing. He used to come in every week. The lowest I saw him cash a check for, from his own company to himself, was $4,500. A year and a half working at the same place. The lowest check this dude came in. He was a plumber. That was it. He was a plumber. But he brought home, he cleared about five years a week from his own company, paying himself. One of the biggest, I won't say the name, one of the biggest uh, air conditioning HVAC companies around here, the owner of it, retired, passed it on to his son. Son's a complete idiot, but he's making bank because his dad did a ton of work to to create that brand, keep that name, and keep those customers. I remember when my mama called him out to fix her AC. I was like, oh, you sure you want to use them? <laughs> she was like, well, they're highly recommended. I said, yeah, because yeah. the old man was smart, but his yeah. son. <laughs> well, you know what? That doesn't matter. Because a, a brand is what you need. So when you see the kids wear crowns being ran by little Ron Tavies. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, we'll see. 
No, it's because that a brand was created, mostly by Ryan posting uh, Big Brother stuff. Yeah, hey man, like let me let me formally shout out Ryan. Ryan, Ryan be keeping us afloat, man. So Ryan, if you, I know you're on dad duty right now, but if you if you watching this, we appreciate. Or listening, you, yeah, we we appreciate all the stuff you do. I don't be writing it no more. Although my yeah, nine, you don't write anymore. What's what's up with that? I I've been learning to build websites. Okay, I'm. I mean, I do stuff too. I'm in school and I work, man. What you want? So am I. You ain't in school. No, but it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much to write about when there's no superhero movies coming out, man. Yeah. It's like kind of what I came here for. I have like this. this I don't want to be the old. I don't want to be the old guy ranting about how much I hate doing yeah. rap albums these days. Right. You know, I don't. I don't have much to talk about these days. Cause yeah, this should pose sometimes like if. Okay, we're like I said, we're recording this Sunday afternoon, so this should post like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll probably have like I think I can have like four posts lined up for next week because I have some ideas in my head, but I haven't had a chance. I to mean, I still out. have the highest rated post of the year, and it blows my mind. Thank, 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 thank Drake. No, seriously, I typed in ninety-two bricks last night. We're the third result. Even if you, if you just type in ninety-two Whoa. bricks in yeah. Google, we are on the front page number three. So every time someone Google's 92 bricks, they cut, they see our post even if they don't click it. Well, please, some some rapper out there say, "Does your bathtub lift up and do a 360?" Because I'm about to turn that into a post. Why though? I don't know. We need. A, we, I mean, I posted that for Ho's birthday. Right? Oh yeah, you did. You know, I didn't like just post that to post it. Like, like, it was Ho's birthday. Exactly. How big does the scale have to be to weigh the whale? Right. That's still one of the hardest. That, that is a hard time. Like, when it just comes in, fuck the frail shit. Um, cause when my coat come in, they use the same scale to use the way to wear. Like, that's hard. That's hard. No, you know you're lying. But of course he's lying. At that point in time, he, like, at that point in time, like, I think the Rough Ride, like, the, the deal that the locks were in, because they left Bad Boy, was like, yeah. Puff got royalties before the Rough Riders got royalties, then wow. Universal got the royalties. Wow. Like, it went, like, Puff, Universal, uh, Rough Riders, <laughs> then, uh, the locks got it. Like, they were, that's like, that's why they, like, went on the radio that time and were, like, talking about <laughs> dropping refrigerators on Puff's head. <laughs> And then Puff Call was like, you know what, fine, y'all can be out of y'all contract because y'all so yeah, emotional about it. Yeah. But like, they were getting screwed. Like, they left Bad Boy and went and Puff and like Puff was getting a cut of everything before they got it. They solo right. albums, their group albums, everything. He was right. getting everything. You don't want to see Sheik Looch, man. No, the worst rapper in the group is the one you don't want to see, and it's definitely Sheik Looch. Hey, come on, man! I don't want no beef with Sheik. It's, that's what I'm saying. And, and, and why you dissing Sheik? I'm not dissing Sheik. Can't call him the worst rapper in the group. Like, I didn't say he was bad. I just uh, said he's the worst rapper I mean, in the group. Do, do you want smoke with Sheik Looch? Absolutely not. Do you want smoke with a man? He calls himself the silverback gorilla. Of course not. <laughs> do you really want smoke with a dude who still wears a do-rag in public no. faithfully? No. do-rag in a white beard. No. I do not. Like, I have nothing but respect for Sheik Looch because... Any man who is still wearing the do rag in the year 2018 in public, like he doesn't even carry. Will, he has a knife. On. Will Will <laughs> Army. That, that was actually one of my favorite podcast moments of the year was when they were on Drink Champs. Did yeah, you see that? yeah, that's all right. <laughs> about they might have to stab yeah. up Mike Tyson. Yeah, that's like, hey, we might have to take him. We might have to poke Mike. And they said Sheik was going to be the sacrificial lamb because he was the biggest dude. 
those white people are like enjoying whatever it is that we're saying. <laughs> like walking by laughing. They couldn't see anything. Yeah, this was a good idea by yeah. the, by the by the old head who departed us. But great idea, yeah. Yeah, we gotta get a banner for back here. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah, I think he's earned a producer credit. Yeah. No, we gotta get him one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Producer credit. We 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 gotta get him one. Um but yeah, the we're fucked. Get a passport before they stop letting you get them. Like, cause did you see that news report? I don't know how. Well, it's not bigger news because there's so. See, it's kind of genius. That there's so much scandal that no scandal is a big scandal. Right, no scandal is a scandal. You don't have time to focus on any one thing because there, there, there's a deluge of just bullshit. Constant shit. Like there were American citizens who, because they had uh, Hispanic heritage, were denied passports. Right. So if you do not have a passport, cause I gotta go. Get you do not have one, go get one. Cause there might be a time where you gotta use that shit. <laughs> I, 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 I said back in 2016, I said, yo, you might want to flee the country at some point. And I was kind of being hyperbolic, but now, like, I mean, Nas might have been right in belly, man. We, we might get to go. Whoa, 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 let's, oh, okay, let's stop right there. We might get to go back let's to Africa, right dog. Ghana's nice, man. You seen Accra? I haven't. No. Oh, let me, let me show you some pictures, dog. Some <laughs> nice ass houses. Let me motherfucking guy. My phone. Why are my coworkers texting me when I'm off? I had a public sub earlier. I didn't know this was that. Bro, you ain't know? Well, so the first wait, time. Wait, wait, which one did you get? Please say chicken tender. The chicken tender, of course. Oh, my God. So the first time I went was last week. Uh huh. And I, uh, on my birthday, I went. I was like, all right, you know, I've been working out all week. Yeah. I'm like, I've been good. You know, I'm going to get yeah, one. But I still got it with the whole wheat bread. Yeah. You know, nah, 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 I had to. I had to, man. Carbs kill me. Um, but so I went in to get one. And I know they was, like, hitting in Atlanta like that. So yes. they was like, yes, I ordered it at, like, 8 o'clock. They said, uh, your sub will, sub will be ready at 9. Uh, I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, I went, got my workout, took a shower, drove. It's like 15 minutes from the house. So I get up there about 8.50. You know the time I walked out there with my sub? 8.45. Yes. Because the, the first time I seen them make that sub, I was so... And yes, we're talking about public subs right now. I mean, but they fired. But, bro, they grab like 12 chicken tenders and just chop them off. And you get them tossed in a buffalo? Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I know you you, you know you ranch, but the buffalo ranch. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a ranch fan, but like... But it was fire. Talk, and, talk to masculinity. And so I remember I was, nah, I just don't like the flavor of wrench. So I was in there and like, you know, we talking to the people behind the line. I said, yo, what's the hold up, man? Like, you know, yeah. at this point it's like nine ten. Like, where my sub at? Yeah. Like, Publix is known for great service. So, you know, I ain't tripping about five minutes. You being part right. ten minutes? Like, come on. So he like, man, somebody ordered like six, seven subs. So some dude come walking in. And he like, man, what's the hold up, man? It's supposed to, I'm like, man, somebody ordered like five, six subs. He like, I hate when people do that. He was the nigga to order five or six. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Came in like, man, that's wild. <laughs> so, of course, somebody, they come walking out. The person back there by yeah. themselves come walking out with an armful of stuff. And he come walking up, take wow. care of one of them. I'm looking at him like, you bum. <laughs> <laughs> so, I walk there at 9.45 with my damn sub. Where, where is? Oh, man, here, here's, here's the Chico. Okay. The beautiful, they got a beautiful ass city. And one of the one of the beautiful things about Ghana is they actually 
offer dual citizenship to anyone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were, no, I do know that. Yeah, yeah, that they were a part of the diaspora. Which, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, I <laughs> <laughs> they actually will. They actually will grant you full citizenship, but the only person who received that is. Uh, like Bob Marley's widow or something? It's yeah, some I, some fa- some famous person's widow. Yeah, I, I tried out, I tried to put a national team in 06, I didn't make it, so it's all good. I mean niggas have been saying you African for like the last fifteen years on, yeah. on the internet. I I can't escape it, man. Like niggas like real doing The Aqua Ground is beautiful. I if if the shit goes down, that's where your boys move. <laughs> I'm gonna take everything I got in savings. Say fuck them student loans. Hey, did you know like that's a like that's that's a thing. Like, like people that, people are are leaving the country. People, white, people white people are, are going to Europe, it. getting jobs, and not paying back their student loans. That's why the student loan ball exists because because middle class white kids are going to Europe and saying fuck these student loans. Fucking loans. Like that's ill to me. That is ill to me. That is crazy, but um, uh, do we do we got shit else? We're fucked. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, how do we fix this? Adam? Before 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 we leave, how do we fix this? Get your ass out and vote. <laughs> Get out, vote, and if voting don't work, uh, I would advise some of you people who look like us to move around people that look like us. If you catch my drift, cause uh, if you've been on one of them neighborhood apps. Yeah. You might find your neighbors don't really like you, yeah. and they probably ain't too shy about showing it. And if your ass live in Alabama, as someone who worked at a sporting goods store for several we years, both, we both worked there. Yeah, for several years, I can tell you, <clears throat> these white folks got guns, a lot of them, and a lot of ammunition. We could do a whole episode on how easy it is to buy a gun in America. Oh, hey, you look. could do it in the checkout line and get the gun license. At the same time. Oh yeah. Quick, quicker than than if you're buying a, a barrel of baseballs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's amazing. Like I, I look, listen. When Obama got elected, let me tell you how bad it was. When he won the nomination, I worked at a sporting goods store on 280. The vast majority of our customers were people who lived south of 280. Yeah. You know, so like you south know, of you know, south of Chelsea. Yeah. You don't gotta say much, man. Yeah. White people who live south of Chelsea. They were coming in. It was so bad. <clears throat> so it used to be when people would come in, because I worked up front as a customer service manager, they'd be like, hey, someone has a gun. You walk them back to the gun counter. Mm-hmm. It got so bad. Me and like the other four black people that worked there were told, uh, please do not come back to the gun counter because we don't want to have a situation. There were people buying assault rifles. Two and three at a time. Right. Ammunition by the caseload. Two and three seven-foot gun safes at a time. These people got weapons. When shit goes down, I'd rather be around people that look like me than people that look like them. Y'all want them good school so bad? To them folks, stop uh, pretending that they ain't in the clan. I know it sounds a little paranoid, but... uh. I was called paranoid this, when I said Donald isn't... Trump might win in 2016, any, and we should all be really afraid. Any paranoid 
paranoia you may feel is not paranoia. It's totally, it's I, totally I mean, justified. I, I, am, I am willing to admit that I am paranoid because you are, my brain you immediately are. goes to the worst case scenario. You go to the worst situation. But, I, but, I do, but, but I've been correct I think, I think between the both of us, me, <laughs> me being the hopeless, hopelessly optimistic one and you being paranoid, we meet somewhere in the middle. Right. And we can both agree that we're kind of fucked right now. Yeah, so. We're absolutely fucked. Yeah. So if you don't get a passport, start buying guns, start buying ammunition, keep some cash on you, and hope for the best, and move around some niggas. And hopefully, um, if this country does, and hopefully it happens before that Carnage movie comes out, and that's a wrap. Before right. what? The Carnage movie comes out. I kind of want to see that. No, nah, I don't. I definitely don't. I kind of want to see that. But until next time, <laughs> uh, Ron doesn't have a Twitter because he's too good for Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm almost. I'm not a, too good for nah, Twitter. Nah, nah, Everybody's just stupid. Nah, nah, that. nah. I'm almost to the point where I'm too good for Twitter. You can follow me at uh, Four Eyes Roman Numeral Four I, which is I D underscore I. Um, you can follow me on there. Follow us at the KWC blog on Twitter. Log on to the Kids Crown dot com. Uh, buy a t-shirt or something, bro. Buy a t-shirt. We're migrating the site soon. What are we doing? I'm about to work on that this weekend. All right. So we're migrating the site soon. I can actually help big, you. Big, bigger, better site. It's going to look, it's going to look really nice. Well, and, and in a couple months, I'm going to be adding some shit that makes it even yeah. bigger and better. And hopefully we'll have an app soon. But log on to the site. Buy a t-shirt. Log on to 2200trim.com if you are in the need for, for a barber. <coughs> Bryson. Um, <laughs> please, please. No, actually, I think Bryson found a new barber. Okay, okay I think he good. finally stopped going to that Because he was in an abusive relationship. But if you if 2200trim.com, log on to the site, schedule you an appointment with one of the fine barbers here. Um, T, you want to come on camera and say anything? Why, why are you over there staring all crazy? I ain't going to come on camera. I will have a way you on camera. So you yeah, might as well. Yeah, you, might, you might as well. You might as well. You might as well. Let me go on here. Don't knock nothing over, cuz. This is this is my barber no, tea. What's happening? <laughs> oh, <right>. uh, <laughs> log on 2200trip.com. Um, book you a haircut. Some of the finest people uh, you will meet in a yeah, barber shop in Birmingham. Um, Some of the five barbers in Birmingham. Absolutely. My hairline has been uh, on life support since uh, about 2014. He, uh, it alive, he, 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 was, he was the only one that was keeping it alive. Yeah. And I finally had to. Call him I, I finally had to get. The, <laughs> I finally had to get the Kobe when he went to the 24 jersey. Yeah. Except I don't think I'm winning no championships. Yeah, they all have cut. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> you just gonna put you, the light on you, it. I know you a and the rapper jersey right now. Hey, come now. on, man. <laughs> come on. <man. laughs> so, anyways, we'll be doing some more stuff with these gentlemen. Um, over here, uh, kind of cute. Y'all can't see what we're looking at. But <laughs> we had to face the camera this way because we don't want to get sued if, if we ever get famous off this shit. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back doing some more stuff with them. We got some more cool stuff coming. Uh, but until next time, peace. Peace. Politics is usual.